Episode 6 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about gaming on the go. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about our recent trip to Chicago. We'll share where we stayed, what we played, and the board game spots we visited, some of which Aaron does not remember what they looked like at all. It was only a week ago. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about gaming on the go in Chicago. It might not start till now. We'll find out. <laughs> so we had Sleeping Gods, Maracaibo, Juicy Fruit. Oh, no. Juicy Fruits isn't a campaign game. Jaws of the Lion, Gloomhaven. Oh, right. I didn't and know that we had that with us. Under Falling. That's crazy that you didn't know we had it. And then Under Falling Skies. Those were the, like the campaign games we had. Um, we brought Furnace and Cascadia, which are games that we played before, but just really liked. And then we had Dinosaur Island, which you hadn't played yet. Roar and Write, so the the Roll and Write game. Uh, Wild Space uh, and Fantastic Factories we also had with us. All right. Um, those were ones, we took the uh, play mat for that as well. Those were ones that uh, you hadn't played. And then I think we also had, we had that Splendor box of like a bunch of small games. Oh, a bunch of the tiny games. So yeah, we took the Cities of Splendor, I think expansion, had long since been empty, the box has, because we just put it into the main Splendor box. So there was um, Castle of Burgundy, the, the dice game, Biblios Quill and Parchment, which was a newer one that we had bought. I think we played that a couple times. We played that one a couple times. You um, had Istanbul High the Risk, Dice Game. Istanbul the Dice Game, which we also ended up playing. Um, so yeah, we packed quite a bit. That was in the main board game tables bag. And then they also have like a pretty cheap um, zipper clothes bag. So it's kind of like those shopping bags you see that reusable shopping bags you see almost everyone have. But this one is square and has like a zipper top clothes. Close. So we that's did, we did have a couple come up to us and they're like, "Are you are you playing Splendor?" And we're like, "No, there's yeah. nine other games in here though." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were they were nice and they were saying that they also look for two player games. So they saw us playing something and they were watching us play uh, Biblios Quill and Parchment. This is just at a at a restaurant. If we weren't we were about at. to leave, we might have invited them to play something, but we were about to leave. We had a yeah. bus to catch. Yeah, because I think that's when we were. That's we were when we were going switching. out to yeah, the, we were, we were we switching needed, hotels, yeah. which was a little. Hectic. The first one being at the uh, downtown in the loop, the other one being out on the pier. So the checkout for one, you know, you check out a hotel usually 10, 11 or so in the morning and then check in for another hotel is until like three or four in the afternoon. So we kind of had to be out of one and be just sort of roaming uh, about the city for an amount of time so that was probably in hindsight it was nice to say it two different places but that was we took our bags and they like held our bags until checkout check-in was ready and they texted us when it was ready but that was um a little hectic to kind of have to get all of our stuff back out yeah. and not really have a place to be with all of those games as well as our just regular four-day travel luggage yeah and we basically just checked our stuff with them and then didn't like commit to anything so we, we that, that was the day that it was kind of nice we rode the navy pier rides yeah that was probably our biggest tourist day so navy pier has a large ferris wheel but it's not even like it's a Ferris wheel, but no, they it's, have it's a gon- like it's a gondolas. circular gondola. Yeah, yeah. So when you get into the little cars, you're not just getting in some kind of like little open basket. It's air conditioned and like completely enclosed. So even if it was like you know 
bad weather or whatever. It would be quite comfortable in there. And it gives you a very nice view. You're out in the pier and then on a huge Ferris wheel. So it gives you a really nice view of both the city and then you can look out the other way on uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, they take you around two times, so we switch sides so we could see the north view and the south view. Yeah, the first time they're kind of like loading up everyone, and then they let it just go around a couple times. Like most touristy things, a bit overpriced. Yeah. And they have some other little rides on the pier as well. There was a, like a swing ride where it's like those suspended swings that um, go in a circle. Oh, and yeah, kinda you should tilt. make that the cover for this podcast, me on that swing. You on the swing. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, it was all of Aaron's whimsy in one photo. And uh, they have like a little drop thing, a rock climbing stuff. So, yeah, on Saturday, it was really nice weather. Um, it's been quite warm, honestly, for how late in the fall we're getting here in the Midwest. So it was really nice, really sunny um, day that we spent on the pier. So that was Saturday. Friday, you um, worked throughout the day. So I was just doing kind of this and that. I think I ran essentially errands. I went to like Target um, downtown in Chicago, which is so different than when you are used to like suburbia, which is a lot of how Indianapolis is more suburbs kind of feel than anything, even when you're in the city. Um, the Target was two stories and like a train went by the window. There was a window in Target. So it was just, there's Targets everywhere. So even kind of just the boring chores, I was just like getting snacks and stuff like that for us, little things. Um, even that was just a little more interesting when you're out of your regular kind of routine. So you worked most of the day on Friday and then we played, um, Maracaibo at Snakes and Lattes. Yeah, Snakes and Lattes was, uh, was, was, was interesting. And that was like one of the main reasons for going to Chicago for me. I had wanted to visit that Snakes and Lattes for quite some time now. It used to be like, I think it was just called Board Game Cafe or, or something else when the um, people who make, what's that card game for horrible people? Oh, are you talking about, uh, I'm going to yeah. get there. Okay. It's going to be fine. All right, um, I'll wait for it's it. It's a black box. It's a black box with white writing. Yeah. And the cards are black and white. It's yeah. a card game. It's, Just keep talking about it's not some Apple. Cards Against Humanity. Card, there it is. So the people who make that used to own this, um, I think started this cafe and used to own it. It's decked out inside and not anything like board games. It looks like a um, like Italian villa kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Not, like vi- I, not villa, but it's like, like I didn't even go. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, I just remember the big take... vault on the wall. There was a big vault on the wall. Yeah, that's not really on theme, but they they make it look like there's street lamps and so yeah, you're making a face like you didn't see that. There's street lamps. The floor looks like it could be like uh like cobblestone, uh bricks, um. Yeah, it's meant to look like you're at like a outdoor street cafe in like Italy or something like that. Yeah? I could be convinced that that was true. You've seen you were there. Yeah, I wasn't being observant. Okay. Now it felt pretty obvious to me. However, that's where we went to play and that's just their main dining room has that theme, but then they have other themed rooms. Um, You can also, like, rent those rooms. What I didn't expect was that those rooms are in the basement. Yeah, as are the bathrooms. And that's just another, again, Indianapolis is very suburban. So we're not, like, 
There aren't like different hidden levels to places. Not usually a little bit downtown, but even downtown Our downtown's not very big. And even downtown, that's not very common that you're needing to go on, you know, a lot of different levels a little bit. But yeah, so I was surprised about that. And really just for the pictures that you see of the place online, the layout just wasn't what I expected. But we played Maracaibo there. We've been playing Maracaibo. We're not wild about the campaign mode necessarily it's not really a campaign mode yeah it's a deck of cards it is there there's a there's a story that's going along with it but if you aren't invested in the story there's really nothing pushing you to complete it so you could just be endlessly playing games of maracaibo and never really doing the campaign at all even though you're telling yourself you're in the campaign so i'm more of a completionist I want to get through this campaign regardless of how good or bad it might be. I I was really trying to help on the last playthrough with campaign, but I couldn't get any spy glasses, which were required. Yes, but that wasn't while we were in Chicago. No, no. In Chicago, I basically let you do all the stuff. Yeah. You did a great job, though. I think we got through most of the, like, I feel like every time through the board, you did the campaign quest. I was trying, you could go through as many as like four cards because there's four kind of yeah, rounds in it, it. It's four per game, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the food at Snakes and Lattes was pretty good. But I think overall, I it wasn't quite what I ultimately expected. I think, and that I might think mean, we got the full experience. Like, we didn't let them teach us a game. We didn't yeah. go into the board game vault. I think if yeah. you went there and didn't have your own games... And you let them teach you a game you didn't know, it might have been much better. Yeah, I and I think that I had maybe built it up a little bit. And I still don't think it's bad, but I think you're right. I, I think that for where we are and kind of what our intention was in going, we liked the bonus round cafe a lot more. Yeah, which we did the on Sunday. I think that was on Sunday. So yeah, Saints and Lattes was Friday night. Um, Saturday was kind of pier day. And then Sunday, we went out to, it was kind of Wrigleyville. South of Wrigleyville, yeah. Yeah. Um, And went to the Bonus Round Cafe. It's a pretty small place, but it's a game store. They have a few tables. Aaron approved coffee. Which is a really high bar because Aaron is very stuffy about coffee. Stuffy. That's the nicest way that I can say it. They were super nice. We had a great time there. We had actually... So Saturday night, we went out to, what was it, like DePaul University campus, basically. Oh, right, to that game store. And went to Good Games Chicago. And I think they originally started in Australia, maybe? Oh, things I didn't know. Yeah, there's a Good Games here in Indy. I've been there a couple times. It's downtown, so just when I used to work downtown, sometimes I'd I'd walk in and check it out. So this was in Chicago. We... um, Talked to the guy there for a while about the game. Genic has this new uh, case that you could store a bunch of games in, or it's really meant a lot of their supplies are meant for, I think, tabletop RPGs and putting or, your dice and cards magic and stuff cards. in. Or magic cards, some kind of collectible card game thing that you're doing. Um, but we uh, were looking at it, because like I said, we had that Cities of Splendor box where you put a bunch of small games into one box it would kind of be nice to have something a little more rugged to do that. After the weekend of having it in a backpack, that Splendor box was looking less than great. No, we need a different solution, most likely. Yeah, and that's just... The Game Genic thing is a little expensive 
for probably what we're looking. But the guy talked to us about that for a while and some other options. He's talked to us about games. It was a really nice store. Um, they had some people playing something in the back. I don't actually know. But they had a lot of tables kind of past the store part. Um, we ended up buying, on a whim, the oh, Princess, the Princess Bride. Bride game. Yeah, because that's what we actually played through at the Bonus Round Cafe first. We ended up playing a couple other things. If you're a fan of the Princess Bride, it is absolutely thematically on point enough to play one time yeah and there's probably not a lot in it to play more than once but the miniatures are cool so you can play through it once and then you can keep the miniatures and put them on a shelf or something like that they're not like painted they're like just different colors but they are pretty cool the box itself looks nice for putting on a shelf so it is kind of a nice keepsake as far as an ip game goes and i think it'd be nice if you wanted to play the movie like to put on the movie oh take out the game there it's it's filled with quotes and references and all that kind of oh, stuff yeah it's 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 very much fan service in fact one of the losing conditions is that you've taken too long and the boy loses interest and the father grandpa has to put the book down yeah so yeah, i mean yeah. super kitschy and fun not a great game but a very fun experience yeah and i what was nice about it was it's a storybook like the actual game is mm-hmm. a storybook yeah, and you change the page and new boards come up yeah, so like six boards in a book. So even though you say like, oh, it's not a very good game, I think for what it is, as like a campaign, you know, like a, a short right. little replayable campaign game, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, but I was probably being too hard on it. There's not a lot of like super deep complexity, but every no. the mechanic for winning on every chapter is different. It gets harder as you go. There's more things you have to achieve. And it's kind of like you have to achieve these plot points, basically, right. to be able to finish that chapter of the story and move on to the and, and i will page. say the theme is really well integrated into those like like yeah it, it makes sense like you know you have to get so far before before prince humperdinck catches you before you go into the fire swamp it's very it's very good yeah so i thought like it changed it up enough on each one of those pages it, it even though you were playing the same basic rules over and over again it was just different enough that like i'm not as huge of a fan of the movie as you are oh it's so good but it was still, I'm familiar enough with it that it was cute. And maybe I liked it more be- being less of a fan because it was uh, like a more engaging way to go through Oh, I think movie. if I was not a fan of the film, I would have not cared for the game. Yeah, if you knew nothing about it, it would be, it would feel kind of random and weird because you wouldn't understand like, why are we doing this? But now? there's, there's, there's a f- enough jokes in there that um, it's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. I feel like it's a game that like, while we could sell it, I think it's a thing that's going to like go on your bookshelf. Yeah. I want to keep it. Yeah. Um, so we played a lot of that at the bonus round cafe. We also, um, we bought Gravwell and. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Blom the, Rouge, the, which the we haven't even, we haven't even opened those yet. Really. It was two games that we intended to buy anyway. And the people were so nice at bonus round. We had such a nice time that we're like, let's go ahead and get these games that we know are on our list here from from them to um, support them. So definitely, I think I thought that the reason I would, um, like if I went back, I would absolutely go to Snakes and Lattes every time I was in Chicago. And now I think, you know, maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. And if you're talking about like, I, I still had a good time at I had a good time at Six and Lattes. I had a good time at Bonus Round, but I think for where for what we were trying to do and what it's likely that we want to do, 
bonus round is maybe just a little more our vibe than snakes and lattes. I feel like snakes and lattes, if you're kind of a casual player looking for a fun night out, I think that's a little better suited. I think if we went back to snakes and lattes, we'd probably, it would be with like friends for an event and maybe we would take a campaign game and rent a room and like play some campaign games in a in a rented room there as kind of like maybe the final game of a campaign, something like that. So kind of elevate our everyday board game experience. We would take the elevator to the rooms that we rented. Okay. Is that you I just did a little pun it together. Yeah. No, it just is a pun. And we talked about how you just wait for an opportunity to say a pun. Well that one of... I wasn't waiting. I was gonna say something else and then the pun came. And okay. now I've forgotten what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, so some other, we also played games just in the, um, we went to a pro a place called the protein bar. Yeah. That was where we played Istanbul dice or no, we played Biblios there. We played Biblios there. It was basically fast food. Yeah, but it was good. It was like like was healthy, good. healthy, yeah. vegan. I got a, a vegan like wrap with just a bunch of vegetables and tofu and it was delicious. Yeah. We were going to go. There's a, there's a breakfast place around the corner. That was Wildberry too Cafe. Busy. Yeah, we thought it was because there was a 5K and the 5K had just ended, so everyone was having pancakes. And then we tried to go Monday day, before we yeah. left, and it was there just was, as busy. Like it was standing room only on the sidewalk outside of the door. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so we went to yeah the protein bar. We played games there. We also uh, went to breakfast by um, Bonus Round Cafe at a place called Hutch. Oh yeah, it was okay. I mean, I feel like the food was great. They poached my eggs correctly. I always am a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, we um, played a game there too, though. To we, which the waitress said, "Oh, Yeah. And then she asked us more questions when, as we were leaving, like, because we had all of our games with us because we were right. on our way to Bonus. Well, not all of our games. We had our big yeah. board game tables bag. So she kind of was asking, like, what games we played. We played um, King Domino Duel there. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And... Uh, what else did we play when we were on the go? We played Istanbul Dice at Bonus Round Cafe. And I feel like maybe one other thing. Yeah, I don't remember the other game that we played there. I think no. we did play another one, though. And then I played at the hotel uh, one morning. I think you, you went to Fantastic get coffee. You played Fantastic Factories by yourself? And I played Fantastic Factory solo mode. And that was at the second hotel. So we had the view of Navy Pier. Delightful. It was. I don't know that I would want to stay at Sable again. Right. But I'm glad we did it. I feel like the inconvenience of it being out on the pier is weighed by how uh, great the view is. Oh, it's like beautiful. that's like that's the counterbalance too. Yes, it's inconvenient to kind of be out on the pier. You're away from stuff. We surprisingly had issues trying to get food at night. Yeah, all the restaurants on the pier closed. There's a hotel. Closed early. There so was, the bars just, were open, but we didn't really want to go to a bar. There's a bars. There's some kind of hotel. There's some kind of restaurant in the hotel. But we were looking for some other kind of dinner and were like surprisingly unsuccessful. So yeah, you kind of, there is a trade-off being kind of out away from everything, the time that it takes just to get anywhere else. But the view was excellent stunning and i'm sure that you can get views maybe they cost more who knows in hotels that are not on the pier you know i'm sure there's ones that look out but the neat thing about being on the pier is you can kind of look back at the skyline yeah and kind of see that view whereas of course that's impossible if you're if you're in the skyline so i think next time we might try a hotel along the river that has like 
some kind of a view a view of the pier and that would then yeah and it would then still be a little closer to transit because it was pretty easy to hop on the train even the time that we took our board game bag with us it still wasn't that crazy public transportation five stars yeah we had a we we were able to get twenty dollar really seven day passes even though we were only there four days and that lets you get on every bus or train wherever you might be going. So either staying uh, along the river somewhere that's closer to a train that still has kind of a view, so sort of a mix of the two places we stayed, or we also talked about staying at an Airbnb in the suburbs, because then we're more likely to be able to get, for the same price, be able to get a house that has like a full dining room table. So if we want to, um, you know, go out to the city, do whatever, and then come back in the evening and play a game, then we have like more space to do that without having to be maybe yeah, and in the like trains the go common out. room. Sorry. The trains go out really far. So yeah, they you do. can get an Airbnb in the suburbs and then just hop the train in and not really have to like fuss with parking or driving in Chicago. Yeah, because you can park at those train stations that are further out as well. So you can kind of be wherever your Airbnb is, drive into the train station, leave your car there. And then go do whatever yeah. you whatever you'd like in the city, and I wouldn't say that there's like the snakes and lattes was a pretty big attraction for me for gaming in Chicago. I wouldn't say that overall there's like a ton of gaming things to do there. I know they have like a convention. Uh, I don't know that it's even a board game convention specifically uh, in December. So. Like, as far as a gaming on the go destination, I feel like it's super possible to game in Chicago and find great things to do. Um, but I don't even know that I would rate it over. I guess Indy has Gen Con, but leaving Gen Con aside, maybe there's just been a bit of a culture that's now kind of spreading here. I don't know that I would even rate it above Indianapolis. Oh, I mean, I think that just in terms of gaming on the go, I don't think it's any better, but it was cool to be in a different city with different food. And of course, much more food and drink than Indianapolis. So Much more food and drink. What's well, a bigger city. Oh, you're saying like there's just more, more options. options yeah. yeah. And they do, um, Indy does this as well, but they do, a, I'm sure Indy's is copying Chicago, Devour Chicago, where like restaurants have special menus for Devour. And usually it'll be like a, at least here, it's like an appetizer and an entree and a dessert. And that'll be like a meal for one or two. And it'll be kind of like a combo, a set combo you can get for much less than usual. So I think if you kind of paired going to a city with like during a time like that, where you know there's um, some kind of event going on along yeah, with gaming, like that would be like a little better. If you live in a city with like good board gaming culture, you're not going to find much more in Chicago. But if you don't, Chicago is a fun place right, yeah. to visit. There's going to be places publicly for you to play games that have games that will talk about games. And then you're also in Chicago. So fun trip anyway. Yeah, I think that the public transit that you have makes it way easier to get around. I mean, I guess if you had a car otherwise, one of the things that um, you'll hear Shut Up and Sit Down talk about is when they are some of those bigger campaign games and they want to play it with other people. They'll say like, I can tell this was designed by Americans because they can throw this in the back of their car and they don't have to worry about taking it on the train. So right. it was kind of interesting to see like, okay, yeah, this is what it's like traveling with uh, board games on the train, which isn't horrible, but it does, it, it does make you 
very thankful for the board game tables back. <laughs> yeah, the the White Sox were hosting a playoff home game yeah. on our way home uh, one day, and we were going south on the red line, and we did not plan. So navigating no. off of the train with that big bag was that was. I mean, I I definitely pushed a dude almost to make him fall. He he got stood up by the wall, and I you know if you're listening, I apologize. It He's that was kind of crazy because we were just you know rather calmly sitting. I think that was on our way back into the city yeah on saturday yeah so i was on our way back into the city and um we had seats on the bus a lot of times we just stood we had seats and it was just at a certain station everybody piled in and everyone was wearing the same thing and then it was suddenly like no space to move yeah Yeah. so yeah that was a little crazy but Overall, yeah, it was a, it was a nice trip. I don't know that I'd do it exactly the same again. Like I said, I think I'd I'd stay somewhere different, stay just one place. Um, but it wasn't too bad for uh board game weekend. We really didn't get a lot of we didn't get our any kind of campaign accomplished. No. Uh, no. We we that's why we have to do it again. Yeah, we just didn't we didn't settle into a game. I think it sounded like a good idea, but it's probably easier to get that done at home. At home. Yeah, you think, though, when you leave that you don't have, like, the chores and everything else that kind of are following you at home. Yeah. We uh, we made up new chores, like switching hotels. Yeah, there was, and maybe that's part of it. <laughs> maybe that's why we do something different, because we did. We made up new chores and just trying to get from point A to point B. So, but yeah, good time. If you're, if you're considering a board gaming vacation in Chicago, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, what would you, give it a letter grade. Oh, I would say, you know what, I am... For, for... As Chicago, like gaming on the go in Chicago. Gaming on the go in Chicago gets a B. Gets a B? Yeah, yeah I But I would give our trip that. an A. I really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Thank you for listening to episode six of Board Games with Variant Hex. I'm sure we'll have more gaming on the go episodes in the future as we talk about different places we play and visit. Be sure to subscribe to know when a new episode drops because we have no schedule. We'd love to say that we could get you a discount at any of the places that we mentioned on this episode, but we're not ad supported either. So tell them we said hi. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, preemptively on Twitch. We're getting closer to actually streaming. All of that's at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog that it's been like six months, I would say, maybe more. Uh, that's at varianthex.com. And of course, you can email us at podcast at varianthex.com. What cities do you think are great for gaming? Have you gamed on the go in Chicago? Let us know. Send us an email. You can also just say hi. You don't have to have gone anywhere. We'll just take a hello. And that is all for now. Thank you so much for spending time with us today.